Welcome to The Life Podcast. We're so glad you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. I don't know about you, but I find uh, legacy season a really, really exciting season to be in. But as the person who comes and presents, it's both exciting and scary. I don't know if you've ever been scared and excited at the same time. I think that's a, 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 a well-worn path for Christians. We see that when Mary and the women were at the tomb, then the angels spoke and said, He's not here, He has risen. It says they were afraid and yet full of joy. Is it possible to be afraid and excited and full of joy? at the same time? Absolutely it is. And so this morning, I, I feel the weight of the service, but I feel the joy of the service because we are in for an incredible season over these next couple of days and ultimately next couple of months as we start our legacy season here at Life Adelaide for 2021 2022. How does that sound? So it's a nine month season. And some of you may say, what is legacy? You may be new to church. You may be new watching online. And if that is you, you are our guest. And we're so glad you're here. Can we just put our hands together for all those visiting for the first time today? So glad you can be with us either in the room or online. But for those of you who may not know what legacy is, legacy for us is about creating a generational echo. Echo, 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 echo. In other words, we want to do something today that will live long past our time and our day. Are you with me? And so basically we are seeding tomorrow today. We have an opportunity in our here and now to set up a bigger brighter, better future. Legacy is an opportunity for us to sow into our future. And to quote Pastor Paul DeYoung, he said, in every God-breathed vision, there is a strategic season where our response determines what our tomorrow will look like. How many know that to be true? There is a now moment to set up our future. Kath mentioned about you having 2.3 kids. I actually thought we had three kids, but maybe you was referring to Mitchie's little left hand, 2.3. I'm not sure. But, but I know that for every person who plans a family, there is a present reality for a future dream to come to pass. Are you with me? And so it is with us. We have an opportunity in the here and now to set up a glorious future, not only for us, but for the generations to come. Can I get an amen? Amen. And so by way of setting up our legacy season, I spoke last week a message that I call Dare to Dream. Turning what if into what is. And I've got to say, I really do appreciate the feedback. It just seemed, based on all the feedback, it was very much a now word. I felt it was a now word. The response I got back was it was a now word. So I really want to say thank you for your feedback. But I really believe it sets up the season that we are going into as a church. We're going to, we're going to turn what if, all the what ifs into what is. And we looked from at the passage of Scripture found in the Old Testament in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 54, which is a well-worn passage for those who have been in church for many, many years. And Isaiah 54 is about a, a challenge to the nation of Israel. But it's not just to the nation of Israel, it's to every one of us. It's a, it's a challenge to us to sing and to shout and to enlarge and to stretch and to lengthen. 
And this was not necessarily in a good time for Israel, but this was a, this was a prophetic word. It was saying, sing, O barren woman. And I want you to know that this song was not about present barrenness. It was a song about a better future. Isaiah 54 was a call to dream again. Can we say dream again? All those online, maybe type it in the, in the chats there. Dream again. This is what we are called to do. And in order to do that, I looked at four things very quickly. And the first one was we need to get bigger. We need to enlarge the place of our tent. We need to make extra room. Just like when we decided to start a family, Kath and I, we decided to go from our very first small home into a larger home. Why? To make room for our kids. It's one thing for God to give us what, he want, what we want Him to give us. It's another thing for us to be ready and to be able to house and handle what God wants. You know, I remember giving away one of our sofas. It was, it was almost like a brand new sofa and we wanted to give it to some friends of ours and they really wanted it. The trouble is they couldn't receive it because their home couldn't house it. And so we had to give it to someone else. They wanted it but they couldn't house it. And I believe for all of us, there are things that we want, but the question is, can we handle what God is wanting to give us? Can we handle what it is that we are dreaming of? We see the prodigal son wanted his inheritance. And there's nothing wrong with wanting your inheritance when your father and mother pass on. But if you grab it too soon and you don't know how to handle your finances, the prodigal son teaches us you're going to pretty much lose everything you've been given. So just getting is not always the answer. It's making sure that we have a maturity and a wisdom to handle what we get. So we need to get bigger. If we're going to dream again, if we're going to believe for bigger and better things and a bigger and better future, we've got to get bigger. Secondly, we highlight the fact that we've got to let go. You know, separation is often the first act of possession. And sometimes you've got to let go of a few things in order to embrace better things. Sometimes it could be some friendships. It could be uh, all kinds of things. And we looked at that last week. The third thing we looked at was that you need to step out. One of the biggest problems in Christendom today is a failure to launch. We pray, we ask, we seek counsel. And then we pray, we ask, and we seek counsel. We pray, we ask, we seek counsel we go to our Word, we look for a Scripture, and then we pray, we seek counsel again. But one thing we fail to do is to launch. And one thing I love about many things about Peter the Apostle was he was a man who was always launching. He was always having a go. And he was one of the 12 apostles that actually got out of the boat and walked on water. Jesus said, come. But I believe that invitation was for all 12 on the boat. But it was only Peter that got out of the water. You know, when Peter started walking on water, every one of the other 12 could have got out and said, I'm in for some water walking. But they didn't. But it's just Peter who actually walked on water. I love Peter because he was a man who launched. He would have a go. And I believe prophetically by the Spirit of God, God is saying to us, have a go, you mug. I really do believe that. I, I believe sometimes we, we, we pray and there is a time to pray. Absolutely, there's a time to pray. But then there's a time to launch. I'll never forget, we have been praying, me and my brother Peter have been praying for two solid years. I would run around his house first thing in the morning from 5.30 to 6.30, we would pray. We'd pray prayers like rend the heavens and come down. Oh God in heaven, won't you shake all that can be shaken? And we prayed those prayers over and over and over again. And after about two years, Almost to the day, two years of us praying together, our senior pastor of the church that I was a part of came to me 
we had lunch together and we started talking about my future, which surprised me. And he said, hey, what is it you want for your future? And I just said, I don't really know. I just want more of the things of God. And he suggested that we start a church. I'd never thought of starting a church before. I'd never heard of church planting. Church planting wasn't big in our movement and it wasn't really big in Adelaide back in that time. But I wanna tell you, I knew like I knew like I knew that that was our next. Why? Because I've been praying for two years. I actually looked him in the eye and said, yes, there and then. I, did, I didn't say, I'll go pray about it. I thought, man, we've been praying for two years. I felt like this invitation was the answer to prayer. And so we just took it with both hands. And, and I said, I, what I knew was that that was our next season. What I didn't know is our next season would be lasting for at least the next 27 and a half years. And, and here we are still in that next season. Although there's been many, many seasons within this season over the last 27 and a half years. Amen. And so we've got to step out. And the last thing we looked at is that we've got to keep walking. You'll never achieve your dreams if you give up. Anyone can start something. Do you know, every one of us right now can put our name down for a marathon that's coming up in this city. Every one of us, without any training. You don't even need the proper running shoes just to start a marathon. Do you know that? You don't need any training. But if you want to finish it, that's a whole nother level. But if you just want to start, if you just want to start, then it doesn't really matter the training. It doesn't matter the nutrition. It doesn't matter the outfit. And outfits are important. I need you, I need you to know outfits are important. It doesn't matter the running shoes if you're only gonna start. But if you seek to finish and not only finish, but to finish strong and to finish well, it's gonna take something from you and something from me. It's gonna take some tenacity. It's gonna take some stickability. There's a great word. I didn't know if it's in the English language, but, but there we go. Turn to the person next to you and say stickability. That's what it's gonna take if we are to advance to our next. Are you with me? And these four things that we highlighted last week really are a, a four things that we've been committed to as a church over the last 27 years. And we will continue to do so into the future across the four focuses of our church. This church has four major focuses. And the first one is church. The second is community. The third is business. And the fourth is kingdom. And across these four focuses, we wanna leave a legacy. And legacy is an opportunity to partner together. Everyone say partner together. That's what legacy is about. It's about us partnering together to invest into these four areas. For us to invest into church, community, business and kingdom. That's what legacy is all about. It's an opportunity to partner together. And last year's at Legacy, we spoke about increasing our community impact and saving for our future. And this morning, we've put together a, a video to let you know where things are at with our community and the impact that we are having. Pastor Kath has taken on the leadership of our community focus and we've got a 15 minute video for you to watch. So please turn your attention to the screen and check out what's been happening at Life Adelaide and our community focus. Thank you. I think community, I think a responsibility to help 
those in need. It's about saying, this is the part I can play, and if I do that to the best of my ability, then I'm actually making a difference. Hi, I'm Kath Rainbow, and I'm the Community Coordinator here at Life Adelaide. To make a difference, we need to bring hope. Part of bringing help into someone's life is also about shaping what hope for a future can look like. I believe they go hand in hand. If someone's hungry, it's almost pointless talking about future until you've addressed their hunger. They won't hear what it is you have to say while their immediate need hasn't been met. But here at Life, our heart isn't just to meet their immediate need. We want to set them up for the future that is to come. We need to ask ourselves, how do I use my gifts and talents to step into the needs in this community that I'm a part of? We answered this question in part when we partnered with the Salisbury Council to feed the homeless in a local park. Well, at the beginning we started, we, um, I seen the barbecue out there in the back there, the, and I went to Matt and I said, Matt, can we have a lend of that uh, barbecue one Saturday for feeding the homeless on a, on a Saturday morning? And we like to do that once a month because that's our passion to feed the people. Yeah. And Matt said, it's funny because he's talking to the council now about doing a barbecue during the week for the homeless. Yeah. So we, we sort of started off and nine months ago we started off, we only had three people come all the time. And now we sort of grown and grown. We went to five to six yes. and now we're going more and more. I just love doing it. I just love serving the community and I just want to be an extension of God's grace and mercy for those who are um, disadvantaged. It's so fulfilling and rewarding and humbling to serve the community. We don't need to say a lot about Bible, but we just have to be there to hear them and to talk to them and be there for them and I just love it. We just, we just love it and, and I'm just so excited for this community kitchen we're going to do and so thank you Life Adelaide for opening the door for us. What started as a six-week trial every Friday has continued for the last nine months. We are currently in conversations with the Salisbury Council to launch Life Community Kitchen in a local community hub that desperately needs to experience help and hope. Our desire is to at least start with providing a sit-down meal once a week, similar to the programs currently operating in both Auckland and Melbourne. God got me up early one morning and I was pacing the hallway in my house, just praying for our community. And you know, God just, he, he just, he just landed in my heart and just says, um, I want you to go to the Auckland City Council building and um, I want you to ask for a commercial kitchen and a hall for free. I says, oh, man, no way, no way, um, no way I'm gonna do that. But that morning, I, I actually found myself on the doorstep of uh, the council building. And um, I was in front of the receptionist asking, who do I see to, um, to hire a whore 
Um, she says, oh, what do you want the hall for? And I says, oh, for soup kitchen. And she says, oh, they're ready to see you. And I thought, who are they? You know, and she says, let's go through those doors. I, I walked into a boardroom and they says, so um, tell us why you're here. And I just shot from the hip, man. I just say, hey, look, I gave them the whole spiel. It just seemed really awkward, but I was telling them how it was. And um, I could see some of them tearing up. And the lady says, can you just stop? She says, we're actually been waiting for you. And I says, well, what are you talking about? And they says, you know, um, we want to offer you a hall and a, a commercial kitchen. God had gone before me and set it all up. Just before we opened, our kitchen was robbed and somebody took all our food. He really stretched my faith to think, man, there was a queue of people out there. I think I only had enough food for 100 people, but I counted it over 200 people in, in the queue. Well, just, just thinking about it, that, um, man, God turned up. He turned up because, you know, when you had the bullets, all you got to do is rely on God, and He fed all those people, and we had leftovers. God is faithful, eh? when he gets you to do something and he says, I'm with you. Um, I just need somebody to act upon what I tell them to do. And um, it's just a real joy and it brings a joy to my heart to see what God can do if you're obedient. To me, the community kitchen is not just about meeting the immediate need of feeding hungry people, but it's about building a platform where we can provide training to potentially set them up for the future that is to come. This is where CAP can come in. CAP is Christians Against Poverty. It's about helping people become debt-free in a way that ensures it's not just help in the moment, but there's a hope for the future. For me, I love the role of the local church in the way that CAP operates. We often see families of four or five uh, and they're trying to feed themselves on $60, $70 a week and it's just really not enough and they're prioritising paying bills and creditors um, at, at ridiculous interest rates rather than being able to put food on the table for their family. Time and time again we hear people say that I can dream again. We hear people say um, the freedom and the joy that it is to be a parent, to be able to provide, to have goals, to not live under the stress and the burden of, of that crushing worry um, and the freedom that comes from not being in debt. It's exciting to think that we can meet today's need and bring hope to the future to those who are struggling with debt from something as simple as presenting this course. In talking about meeting today's need, Christmas Box is another amazing initiative that can achieve just that. I know it only happens once a year, but the impact is huge. It's a way to gather people and bring dignity into their homes at one of the most special and stressful times of the year. In fact, this year, 35,000 homes will be blessed. 
2,500 of them right here in our community in Adelaide. How will we do it? Well, we're going to do it together. Hey, I'm Michelle Stevens from Elizabeth South Community Centre and we just want to say a massive thank you. It just means so much and we know it's going to make such a difference. We wish you could see what it means to our families and see their reactions when they get this. Hi, I'm Robin, this is Wendy. We both work for Mission Australia Youth Services. This year, with your generous donations, you've given us 75 boxes. They're going to go across the north and northeast Adelaide to help young families that are really stopping this Christmas. Last year, the smiles on their faces were amazing. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hi, I'm Sarah from Second Chances. And I'm Alison from Second Chances. The impact it has on our families is amazing. It's so helpful and our families really appreciate it. It really has a great impact on their Christmas where they normally wouldn't have enough. Now they're going to have a great day. So thank you so much. One thing that 2020 and COVID highlighted was the need to provide a platform to activate people when you just can't physically go out and do something. It was from this revelation that the Giving Store was birthed. The Giving Store takes a platform that many of us use, online shopping, and redeems it for a purpose far above our own individual needs. It's an online store where you can go online and select a pack. Maybe it's a food pack or a winter pack. It could be a hygiene or even a baby essentials pack. And you purchase it and then you donate it. And then community organisations that we are working with come to us and they say, we've got a need. And we as a church are able to say, we can help. But what I really love about it is that it connects you, the donor, to the person who receives it. You get to write a note saying something like, I hope you are blessed by this gift, or someone is thinking of you in your moment of need. And when the pack has been delivered, you, the donor, receive a notification of the finished transaction, which further strengthens that connection. You know that your generosity has had an impact. It's made a difference. I love what Pastor Paul says, the church should be the place that people can turn to. And I believe that the Giving Store is a platform that gives us access to do just that. Not only do we have the opportunity to meet practical needs through the Giving Store, but we also get to partner with and serve local families through our Kid Go School Holiday Program and Playgroup Initiative. Did you know Kid Go School Holiday Program celebrates 20 years of serving our community in 2022? Throughout those years, we have seen countless families come for the fun, the jumpy castles, the activities and the friends, but leave with an experience of church and connection to a family they didn't expect. Year after year, we have people come through the doors of our church because the impact Kid Go had on them as a child never left. It's a blessing, it's just a chance for the kids to be able to mix with other friends yeah. and to be put on by the church is, is uh, really cool. Um, when I walked in this morning, great atmosphere and um, this is Ashley's first time and to be honest, I don't know why I didn't discover this earlier. <laughs> I loved getting to work as a team and wow. getting to know new people Fantastic. and I definitely loved all the activities. We don't just want to provide for students in their early years, we want to have generational impact. And we're seeing that take place through our Hendon Bus Ministry. 
Each week, we run a bus from Hendon to our Friday night youth program with kids from schools all around the surrounding areas. This ministry is run entirely by volunteers who give up their Friday nights to make sure that these kids can find connection and community. I love that we're developing a focus for community that says to people, where are you at today? Can we help? Do you need a meal? How's your Christmas looking? Are you in debt? Or for an external community organisation to be able to say, I've got a need, who can I turn to? And Life Community is there. 25 people being fed on a Friday in the park, two and a half thousand families' Christmases being rescued and hundreds of community kids hearing the gospel at Kid Go and You. What if it became thousands of meals a week? What about 10,000 families' Christmases being rescued and even thousands of kids being impacted by our Youth and Kid Go program? Imagine people being trained and released from the cycle of poverty and given a hope for a future they never thought they had. And not just a hope, but equipping them to do it. Imagine if the church and life community could put their hand up and say to those in hardship, we can meet your need. At Christmas, you can count on us to bring help and hope. You can count on us to be here for your today. You can count on us to be there for your tomorrow. It's a big vision. There's a big need and it's easy to feel overwhelmed. But we don't have to do it alone. It just takes each one of us to play our part and realise we can bring help and hope. As a member of this community, we have a responsibility to love our neighbour. You have to ask yourself, what part can you play? Can it be the gifts and talents you have? Could it be your time? Could it be your finance? Could you unlock something for somebody else? The question I have for you today is what has God given you to bring to your community? How will you impact it? What role will you play? Is it bringing your skills to the table? Is it giving of your time? Is it the releasing of your finances? Every one of these is so valuable in order to meet the need. You don't have to be qualified to help people. Each of us have a part to play in building the community for all of us to love our neighbours as ourselves. The need is huge, but together we can bring help and hope. like that, inspired to be help and to bring hope. What, what an incredible mandate for our church to be alive in 2021, in the middle of a pandemic, instead of throwing our arms up in the air saying it's hopeless, the sky is falling, we get an opportunity to speak into our COVID crazy, hopeless world with a message of help and hope. And I don't know about you, but I cannot think of a better time to be alive and serving Jesus than in 2021 and into the future. Over the last few months, since our last legacy campaign, we've had over $200,000 worth of community impact. And this year, in the next four uh, nine months, in this next legacy season, 
we're believing that we can have over $500,000 of community impact. And next week, Pastor Kath is going to join me here on stage as we sit down on the couch and, and flash through some more things. But I think it'd just be nice to hear from Pastor Kath this morning. What do you think? Can we put our hands together for her as she comes? Our community coordinator, our lead pastor, an incredible mother, an amazing wife. What else do you do? <laughs> what don't you do? I don't sing. Well, I do sing, but just not enough to be able to be on here. <laughs> That's awesome. We, we're going we're gonna to sit on the couch next week, but maybe yep. just say a few things today. That'd be awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, it is my privilege this morning, you would have noticed on your chair that there is the Giving Store business card and the Giving Store pen. That is our gift for you because today we launch the Giving Store Australia and I'm really passionate and excited about this. It's an opportunity where we can purchase a pack and 100% of what we purchase is donated. We're working with community organisations. They ring us, they say, hey, we need this. And we say, hey, we can provide that because of the generosity. And I just want to encourage you, after the service, won't you please go visit the Giving Store where you can check it out. We'll talk more in detail next week. But please go see uh, Crystal at Christmas Box. See the team on the community kitchen. There's an opportunity for us to be able to help and hope our community, but it's going to take all of us being involved. And so, like I said, the giving store, take the business card. Yes, use it for you, but this is an opportunity to get your friends and families and people in your world an opportunity they can affect their world. So it's not just for us as a church to get behind this, of which I want. It's for us to be able to have uh, opportunity to have people involved. And just one testimony, when I was talking to um, one of the companies who's coming on board with us, I was sharing about what we were doing. They were, she was so excited. She said, oh, send me all the information. I can't wait for us to partner with you. So businesses wanting to partner in terms of the products and then community partners wanting to partner in terms of how we can help them with what they're doing. So please, after the service, go check out The Giving Store. Awesome. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Obviously, that was a big part of uh, what we're believing for last season. 60% of all the money that came in was to go specifically to community. The other 40% we, we've set aside for our future. And I want you to know, we've been saving uh, uh, in, in the best possible way in order to set up a legacy for our future. And again, we're going to talk more about that part of it next week. So I'm going to be joined on stage by a few people up here. So we're going to talk into that. But uh, for now, I just want to just talk about the incredible privilege that we have to partner. It wasn't too long ago that I stood up here on stage and talked about how we were going to join with the Life family in New Zealand and partner with them. And I want to tell you, it's been an incredible privilege. Our world has grown and enlarged exponentially as a result of partnership. I, I want to tell you, partnership is an incredible privilege. And I trust and believe that you will see it that way too. Because here we see partnership as a privilege. And I, and I want to read a portion of Scripture today that will really just set the scene for what it's going to take, I believe, for us to not only sustain what we've been doing, but to go to a whole nother level. I trust you've been moved. I trust you've been inspired. Those watching online, I, I trust you feel what we're feeling here in this room. But dreams don't just happen. 
It takes something from a committed, dedicated group of men and women, such as the ones who sit before me here this morning. And for those who have given and served tirelessly over the last few months and years, I just wanna say from the bottom of my heart, on behalf of Kath, myself and the Leisha team, we, we honour you, we thank you, we love you. We would not be able to stand up here and talk about what it is that we've been able to do without your ongoing yeah. generosity, which really does highlight why the early church was so powerful. You know, I've heard it said many times before, we need to get back to the book of Acts. We need to get back to what the early church did. Well, let's just have a quick look at what the early church did when it came to their generosity and their service and their involvement. In Acts chapter 4, verse 32, it says, All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions were his own, but they shared everything they had. And with great power, the apostles continue to testify to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, a much grace was upon them. And then it says this beautiful thing. There were no needy persons among them. In this passage of Scripture is a simple little equation that I want to just highlight as I've done in the past. But I think it highlights what it's going to take for us to move forward and embrace this next legacy season. It highlights what happens when all the people, when all the people, can you say that? When all the people. Do you know the word all means all? The early church were all in. They were an all in, all invested group of people. There were the men, the women, the young and the old and they were all in they were all in. All means all. What we see that made the early church so powerful was there was an all in attitude. And we're not here to twist anyone's arms. We're not here to make you do anything. But we are here to inspire. We are here to remind. We are here to bring the Word of God and remind you what the early church was founded and formed and fashioned on. It was when all the people were involved. And when all the people Secondly, shared all that they had. They shared everything they had. And I want you to know, when it comes to giving, giving is not just a money thing. This early church shared their treasures, absolutely. But also their time and their talents. They volunteered their time. And, and, and what you've seen in this video today, it's not just the dollars and cents that makes legacy fulfilled. It's not just the dollars and cents that impacts community. It's the volunteer time. You know, because of the volunteer spirit, because of the volunteer army that is here at Life Adelaide and in Life New Zealand, we're able to make the monies that come in go so much further. Basically, whatever comes in by way of legacy, we, we are able to uh, enlarge that number by three times. Whatever the dollar and cents is, by the time we add our volunteer labour to that, and by the time we are able to source best prices, we are able to make sure that giving goes three times more which is just an amazing thing. Three times more, which is an amazing thing. So if we were to raise $200,000, we could have over $600,000 of community impact. And that's worthy of getting excited about. Amen. I want you to know Kidco doesn't just happen. Do you know the Kidco, which is an incredible part of our community impact, 
is run on an incredible volunteer base. If you had to pay all those who are serving, man, it would cost so much more. But they willingly and tirelessly give up their time, their effort and their energy. They give of themselves. They give of their times, their talents and their treasures. And that's why we as a church are able to do so much more as we come together. It really is a privilege to be able to partner together. So when all the church shared all that they had with all of their heart, you know, that's where giving starts. Giving starts in the heart. If you're not moved in your heart, you're not gonna be moved to do what we're talking about in this legacy season. Again, we're not here to twist arms. We're not here to manipulate. We're here to simply inspire and to remind you and to remind me of what Jesus did for us. Jesus went to the cross because He was moved in His heart. The early church shared all that they had. Why? Because they were moved in their heart. It's not a money and a dollar thing. It actually starts in the heart. When all the people shared all they had with all of their heart, in other words, the motivation was right. Guess what? All the needs were met. It's an amazing equation to me that when all the people shared all that they had with all of their heart, the motivation was right, all the needs were met. And I thank God for what we are able to do in our community. But I can promise you this, not all the needs are being met. And we have an opportunity to increase our ability to bring hope and help to this community and beyond. But it's gonna take something from me. As it is, it's gonna take something from you. And while I said earlier on, it's not just a money thing, it does involve our finance. And what we are asking for you to do in this next week is to think about how you could financially partner with us in order to take our community impact to a whole nother level, while at the same time, raising our saving to ensure our future is in good hands. And so on your, on your seats, you would have noticed there was a giving card. And what we're asking for you to do is to pray over that giving card as to how you could financially partner with us our target this year is to raise $230,000, which may seem like a lot to some of you in this room. But when you break it down over all the people in this room, it actually becomes very achievable. Because obviously, when it comes to giving, not everyone can afford to give the same amount. And so behind me is just a, a quick chart of, of how this money can be split up to ensure that the money comes in but at the same time, we're not stretched beyond what is reasonable in this next season. And so if you look here on the left-hand side of this chart, there's just the units. And, and a unit for us represents a person, a couple, a married couple, or a family. And if we get these units giving these amounts of money, we can soon reach the $230,000. For us in our family, we have two units. Kath and I are a unit. But we have our youngest, BJ, still at home with us. And she's 15 years of age and has a part-time job and earning good money right now. And so we've asked her to think about and to pray about what it is that she can give. 
And so in our family, we have two units. There's Kath and I, and there's BJ. And up here behind me is an opportunity just to look at what it could look like if we all partnered together. If just 150 units gave those figures, then we could soon get there. The reality is in this room and those watching online, there's many more units than that. Some may be inspired to give more based upon the way God has blessed you and your business. You'll be able to give much more than that top figure. Some of you might say, I, I, I can't afford right now to give the $10 figure over the next nine months. But you can give $5. And so BJ, our 15-year-old, is committed to giving $500, which equals $200 over the next nine months as a 15-year-old. Come on, church. I want to encourage you, parents, to bring your children on the journey. Don't just do everything for them. Bring them on the journey. Let them feel a little bit of the weight. Let them feel a little bit of the stretch. Because when we're showing the video nine months from now of the community impact we've had, and the opportunity to do things into our future, you're going to rob them of the opportunity to say, I was part of that if we don't let them be involved. Again, it's not about twisting arms. It's not about manipulation. It's about inspiring. It's about putting a big, healthy vision in front of the people, which is what our aim to do is today. And so we want you to think about, we want you to pray about. And next Sunday is part two of Legacy. And that's our Giving Sunday. And our Giving Sunday is always an exciting Sunday. We're going to put some baskets down the front here. And at a certain moment in the meeting, we're just going to ask you to come and put those pledge cards into those baskets. And it's a commitment of what you can give over the next nine months. And we're believing not only we'll reach this target, but that we'll supersede this target. I really do believe, church, we are poised like never before to reach out and beyond. Wouldn't it be amazing to have over $500,000 of community impact as a church here in Adelaide? Amen? Amen? And we have an opportunity to say we played our part. Some of the video you may have noticed is from New Zealand. And because of our partnership and because of our financial investment and because of the decision we made to become part of the family, we're part of what is taking place, not only here in Adelaide, but also as part of the bigger picture and what's taking place in New Zealand. Watching Ned share what is taking place with the community kitchen and the tears in his eyes. I don't know, we're part of that. I don't know if you sense it, but we are part of that. But I don't know about you, I'm not just happy with what's happening in New Zealand. I want that to happen right here in this city of Adelaide. And right now, Pastor Kath has been meeting with council and we're looking at opportunity to start our very own community kitchen of which she'll talk about more next week. So we're in really exciting times and really exciting days. And I would love it if the band could come up and join me because we wanna, we wanna go out this morning with a song of praise, worship and, and adoration of all the good things God has done. But before we do that, I would just love just for us just to grab this card. Just grab it in our hand. And I wanna pray over our decision that we're about to make. There comes a time to pray and right now is that time. But there does come a time for action and next Sunday is action day. And we're gonna celebrate it as a day. We're gonna have a few things taking place outside and it's just going to, be a, it's going to be a wonderful day of celebrating not only our present, but in faith, our future. Amen. So you've got that card in your hand. Father, we just thank You for this incredible opportunity that we get to partner with You. That we get to partner with one another. 
and that we get to partner with the wider life family. And I pray that you'd speak to us. I pray that we could model something of what we've read this morning that was modelled in the early church. A company of people where we all shared something of what we have with all of our heart in order to see all the needs met. This is our desire. It's a Holy Spirit in a clean, healthy, manipulation-free environment. We ask You to speak to us in Jesus' mighty Name. And everyone said, Amen. Be blessed. Take those cards. Pray about it. Fill them out. Return them next week. And then I'd say make good on your commitment. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you're encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life and we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at our Adelaide campus. If you'd like to know more about Life, then visit our website at lifeadelaide.org or download the Life Adelaide app and stay connected.